Hi, and welcome to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, I'm bringing you a conversation with a Teach for the Heart listener, and she contacted me about a program going on at her school called the Positivity Project. She's going to share a little bit about that program here and how you can implement it in your school, but I hope that you do not skip this episode because whether or not you're looking for a quote-unquote character education program, these truths and the ideas she's going to share are incredibly valuable because whether you implement them formally or you just start to scatter them throughout your classroom, you are going to see uh, tremendous results in building relationships, better connecting with students, and kind of building that classroom community that you're desiring to have. So I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. You're going to come away with some great ideas. So we're going to jump into it now. So I'm here today with Amy Stowes, and she actually reached out to us uh, because she was so excited about some of the things happening at her school with the Positivity Project. So I can't wait to dive into this with her. But first, Amy, can you share a little bit about your background? Sure. Uh, So I have been teaching for eight years now, and I teach in Northern Virginia. I teach sixth grade. Sixth grade for me is still elementary school, so I teach a variety of subjects. I teach math, language arts, and then I teach two classes of science. Awesome. And you reached out to me because your school has implemented the Positivity Project, and you've seen some really good results with that. And so I really wanted to have you on to kind of share like a firsthand experience. So we're going to talk about the Positivity Project specifically, and then also just uh, different things that teachers can do to kind of teach character and teamwork and all of these values in the classroom. So, well, first of all, can you share kind of an overview of what the Positivity Project is and kind of the idea behind it? Yeah. So the motto of Positivity Project is other people matter. They usually put a hashtag before that. And the mission that they give on their website is to empower America's youth to build positive relationships and become their best selves. So Positivity Project started as sort of um, someone's passion project out of their understanding of positive psychology. So we often think about psychology as figuring out what's wrong with people and trying to, you know, try to get them sort of on a better track. But positive psychology is all about understanding what's going right in people's lives. So why are these people happier and healthier than others? And so the research of positive psychology was trying to figure out what are the character traits, the character strengths that are found in people that lead to these really happy, healthy lives. And uh, Dr. Chris Peterson was one of the researchers who's sort of famous for all of this. And he said, I can sum up positive psychology in just three words. Other people matter, period. Anything that builds relationships between and among people is going to make you happy. And so while I find like those 24 character strengths that he studied really fascinating, the core beliefs of positive psychology are things that I really, that really resonate with me and that I think you could incorporate into any classroom philosophy. So those five components of the other people matter mindset are identifying and appreciating the good in others, 
knowing that my words and actions affect others, supporting others when they struggle, cheering their successes, and being present and giving others my attention. And so I just think that those five things are the ways that we really show, you know, love to our students, the way we teach them to show love to one another. So I might not be able to tell them that, you know, God says to love one another, but I can show them how to love one another. And those are things that are just, um, yeah, I could find so much evidence in scripture for all five of those things, you know, building one another's up, encourage the faint hearted, help the weak, be patient with them, uh, all those sorts of things. Yeah. And that's what I thought was one of the coolest things when you reach out to me is that you, you are taking what is really a secular program and are able to uh, just see all these tie-ins with, you know, biblical truths. And that's because, as I was thinking about it, I was realizing, well, that, I mean, that's because God has given us this common grace where even if uh, we can't say directly to a student, you know, hey, this is, you know, this is what God says, even if we can't take them to Jesus, who we know Jesus is the ultimate answer, he's what kids need the most. But when we can't take him right there, God has put this common grace. God has designed the world to work in a certain way. And when we can teach students these character qualities or these principles to put others first, these are just, these are designed, this is wisdom God has built into the universe and it works. And secular, you know, secular studies and organizations can recognize them. And so it's so great to have these truths kind of coming back to us, you know, from Mm -hmm. a secular organization and in a way that no matter where you teach, Christian school, public school, private school, uh, you can implement it. I I think that's so, so, so exciting. Yeah, I thought it was fascinating that this research that was not driven by a religion at all still found all of these religious truths. And I just think that it goes back to the fact that, yeah, like truth is truth no matter what. And that, you know, we recognize that loving other people and that the ways that we show love and being faithful to others and um, even spirituality is one of the 24 character strengths, like having all of those pieces are beneficial But I do find it really interesting that uh, this study that went around the entire world still came back to the same, the same truth. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, you mentioned some about these character traits, and I think you said there's 24. Um, Can you share a little bit about these character traits? And I know you mentioned before they they kind of relate a lot to the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah, so... They are grouped into six different categories, and some of them might sound very familiar to other character education programs, but I think that some might surprise people. So I'll just go kind of by group. So the first one is humanity. So these are more what we think about, or at least these are more what I think of when I think about, oh, those nice kids. Um, So love, kindness, and social intelligence. I do love that it includes social intelligence about being able to respond to situations appropriately and understand relationships between people. Second category is justice. So I think this is another one that's kind of big in schools already. We definitely encourage kids to take on leadership roles, value teamwork and collaboration. Uh, So the three in that category are teamwork, fairness, and leadership. And then courage. 
also sort of a, we used to do before Positivity Project, we gave out kind of awards of character traits of the month to kids. And these were some of the ones that we had <laughs> about bravery, perseverance, integrity. The one we didn't have was enthusiasm or zest. It's written as both words in different places. And I think that's kind of, um, that's kind of cool that it includes just having enthusiasm for things. Uh, and that's something that sometimes we can tamper down in schools. It's like, well, don't, don't get too excited. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of, uh, it's kind of cool that that's included. And yeah. That, that's something that makes people happy. Right, because because that's something where sometimes we see that as like a kid like getting over eager, jumping out, like kind of disrupting the flow of class, but that is cool to stop and recognize like okay, like we obviously need to learn how to channel this enthusiasm, but recognizing the core enthusiasm as a positive trait, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay, well, let's keep going. Uh, the next group is all about temperance. And so how often do we talk about temperance in school? Mm-hmm. I just think that's a word that we talk about as much anymore. Um, we get really focused, I think, as a society, too, on, like, being really confident, going with the flow, kind of doing what you feel like. Um, but this idea of temperance is one that I think is more biblical. So this includes forgiveness, humility, prudence, which they kind of talk about being careful in that way, and self-control. And so we talk about self-control with kids in school of like, you know, in in terms of control yourself, control your body, keep your hands to yourself. But I think we lose sight of the humility and the forgiveness and just the sort of being careful kind of piece. Um, So I just, think that it's kind of cool that it has all those pieces and that all of those are part of a healthy lifestyle. And the other thing that I like about the 24 character strengths is they're not ranked in any way. So there's no like, this is the number one most important thing. These are the 24 that they found that were consistent across all cultures. So they're all important. That's really neat. And yeah, and, and I can't wait. We're going to talk a little bit more about kind of what these look like in the classroom. But I love that, that these are different people are going to have different strengths. Uh, some are going to be better at some than others. Uh, I think that's really, really neat to just kind of help kids recognize where they're good at and then where they have room to improve. And by the way, we're going to have all of these listed out for you in the blog post that goes with it. It'll be at teachfortheheart.com slash P2, P2 for Positivity Project, P in the number two. Okay, um, let's keep going. I think we have one or two more categories. Yeah, two more. So the next one is wisdom and knowledge. So very clearly integrated into school, thinking about perspective taking. So perspective, love of learning, open-mindedness, curiosity, and creativity. So that's a larger category. And then the last one is probably my favorite category just because it has my strengths <laughs> in it. So the last category is transcendence. So appreciation of beauty and excellence. That's my number one trait. And so during this week, I love showing kids just pictures of the universe, things, you know, all these pictures from the Hubble telescope and um, sort of the awe they feel. I have this one set of pictures that has 
comparison of like really tiny objects and really big objects and how they look kind of the same, like in a, the pupil of an eye, like the, the iris and stuff around it. And then a nebula and like <laughs> how they look super similar. It's kind of interesting. Um, gratitude is one. Optimism. This is like hope slash optimism. So I like to talk to kids about the hope side of it as well. Um, and not just thinking about this is this is not just being cheerful all the time, but this is about having hope. And it just reminds me like Hebrews 11, one is one of my favorite, the faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Um, the whole moral argument for God is that like, this thing is better than this other thing. But how do we know what's better? Like people just say, well, this is the better thing. But how do we know that is because like we have this sense of what's right in our minds, um, and that we hope for better things. So when we hope for better things, we automatically have an idea of what is better. Um, and so I think that's, that's just kind of an interesting thing to talk about. Uh, humor is one, which once again, I don't see that in a lot of character trait programs. <laughs> like we're going to focus on humor and just people that, uh, are good at making other people laugh. And then purpose and connection. So in the research, that's spirituality, but um, just for P2 purposes, they kind of list it as purpose or connection. So having a vision for your life, thinking about how are you seeking purpose. And so it's kind of interesting thinking about like a, yeah, a vision for yourself. What do you want out of life? How can you think about the meaning in it all. I mean, I can imagine that just that value there and getting kids to think about those big questions and, and that can lead them to kind of seeking some of these answers where we know may or you may or may not be able to tell them directly where to find those answers, but it can kind of set them onto that path, which is really, really cool. You know, who am I? Why am I here? Where are we going? Those, those big life questions. They're important. Yeah. So your listeners might be, <laughs> thinking now that, oh, yeah, a lot of those do connect to fruits of the spirit, which is one of the things I mentioned to you, like love is love, <laughs> joy, uh, like that enthusiasm or zest, peace, I think is kind of a result of many of those transcendent strengths, like just appreciating beauty and um, even like being, you know, kind of calm and careful, patience with self-control and prudence just kindness is one of them. Goodness, just sort of show it like being a good person. Faithfulness, I think, contributes to like having that courage and perseverance. Gentleness, going back to sort of that temperance group that like it's a good thing to be gentle. You don't have to be, you know, overly intense. Um, and then self-control. So um, I just, that was one of the things that first stuck out to me when I went to the training for this was how, how many of these words were things that I had been taught in Sunday school. <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome. And um, if people are curious, I did, you sent this to me and I did it. There's a little test, a survey that you can take that you go through and it tells you what your strengths or, or your kind of top character traits. My top three were honesty, spirituality, and gratitude. Uh, what, do, you, do you know your top few off the top of your head? 
Yeah, uh, so my number one is appreciation of beauty and excellence. And then uh, I really like to know people's top five. Is, so I have kids take this, and then I like to know their top five. So I think my others are creativity and um, who I can't, I think kindness. I can't remember if it was kindness or love. <laughs> I, think, I think it was kindness. And then spirituality was one of my top five. And I can't remember my fifth one right now. But but yeah, it was really cool to kind of see. And it, it ranked all of them, like kind of all the way through. And so I thought it was fun. Yeah. So it's something you guys will link to it once again at teachfortheheart.com slash P2, the letter P, the number two. And um, you can try it. You you can have your kids take it too. And just kind of it's a great, you know, kind of discussion starter, even if you're not able to implement the full program. Yeah, so it's viacharacter.org. So if you just search for like VIA character survey, you'll be able to find it too. Um, And there is a way for you to assign it. There's a youth version of the survey and you can kind of create your own class. It walks you through it. It's not that hard. Awesome. And we'll make sure we have the link in the notes. So, okay. So let's get into what does this actually look like um, in the classroom? So how are you able to kind of use this opportunity to invest in students spiritually? Yeah. So I'll start by giving the caveat that Positivity Project doesn't really see themselves as a curriculum program. They see themselves as a movement. Mm. So they really want people to grasp onto the ideas of the movement, that other people matter, that you're trying to build relationships um, between kids and between, you know, kids and teachers. So I just want to kind of say that because they do have sort of a curriculum that they've created, but I don't think that they would say that's the most important thing about the program. So you're saying Um, there can be a lot of freedom in kind of doing, you could implement these however you wanted to, but they do have resources if you kind of need some direction. They have huge amounts of resources. So they have all these Google Slides presentations that are intended to take about 10 minutes a day. Um, The ones for middle and high school are broken up a little bit differently. The ones for elementary school are broken up literally day one, day two, day three, day four, day five. The ones for middle and high school, which are the ones that I use because I have sixth graders, uh, start with like an opener and introduction and then have like an active engagement and then more of a reflection part. So it's just broken up into three pieces. So I kind of choose bits and pieces of those. Um, And they include some videos, like different YouTube videos of motivational speakers, interviews, um, you know, just all different sorts of people. Oprah, um, just like lots of different things. This little video of, you know, a kid choosing to use his ice cream to go to not to use his ice cream, to use his money to for uh, that he was going to use for ice cream to instead like go give it to a homeless person, like sort of um, just discussion starters. And then it has a whole bunch of questions. Some of the younger slides have a lot more read aloud books even. So they'll like have a YouTube video of reading aloud a book that connects to the trait. Uh, so just lots of different sorts of things. They'll just have prompts or images. Uh, the week for humor has a bunch of like blank memes 
And so then it has kids create memes to go along with it, lots of activities. They do little skits. Um, so it has, uh, it gives you directions and everything is very easy to follow. So you can kind of pick and choose what you like. So it's intended to take, like I said, about 10 minutes a day. Um, so when do you do that using, in your day? In my day, I do that during morning meeting. So I kind of include that as part of morning meeting. So I, I don't do all four parts of morning meeting every day. By four parts, I'm like follow responsive classroom sort of philosophy. So greeting, sharing, an activity, and then reading a morning message. And so I just post my morning message. We don't read it corally altogether. I do a greeting, usually at least on Monday. I do some sort of whole class meeting, whole class greeting with everybody's names. And then sometimes we'll do that another day with sharing. I kind of sporadically do that with different activities. And so the activities and the greeting and the stuff I choose, I try to incorporate some something about the trait for the week. So for instance, this past week we had open-mindedness was the trait. And so we played like a little game. It's kind of silly. It's called the pencil dance. And so kids are trying to figure out what's the trick to being able to do it right. And they get kind of hung up on like how I'm holding the pencil. And if I touch my hair and if I, you know, how can I make sure that I'm doing it the right way? And it actually has nothing to do with the dance. So I kind of tell them, like, just keep an open mind about how it works. Um, We did, like, an activity with a greeting where they had to try to get it within a certain amount of time. And so that was using teamwork uh, for that week. So I try to incorporate those pieces and the even the sharing pieces, something with, you know, the week for kindness. When's a time that someone showed kindness to you? Just share that. Either we'll go in a circle and share or just share with a partner, share what your partner said. Um, And there are so many different, you know, discussion techniques that you can do with those things. So I I like to do like little inner outer circles where then I like the group on the inside is facing the group on the outside. And then I just have them, I just ring my bell and they just shift and chat with different people. Um, So those are just some of the ways that, I incorporate in a morning meeting. I also really love doing thinking routines. So sometimes I'll have them do more of a quiet reflection towards the end of the week, like three whys. Why does this matter to me? Why does this matter to others? Thinking my classroom and my community, or why does this matter to the world? Um, Similarly, another thinking routine I do is like the four ifs. So like if I, you know, really take this trait seriously, then what will happen if the whole community is honest what's going to happen if people aren't honest if you don't do that then what happens mm. yeah you get some really good conversations kind of from those <laughs> yeah yeah so just um you know lots of different things so i i like to play with it a bit and like i said i feel the freedom to do that to not just follow the slides every day uh, because I know that I'm meeting the needs of my class and I'm following the philosophy 
behind it. Right. So if you are listening and you've never done morning meetings before, I definitely encourage you to check it out, especially if you're in a self-contained classroom with the same kids all day. Uh, the morning meeting book is a great resource we'll link to. And then we also talk about, actually, we go into quite a lot of detail about how to do morning meetings in um, our Beyond Classroom Management course as well. So you can check that out. And in middle school and high school, uh, these are some these are some great things that you can incorporate into if you have like a homeroom class or a class advisory. I know when I was a class advisor, a lot of times we came to those meetings, it's like, okay, what are we going to fill this time with? And so these types of things are just phenomenal. Uh, it's, a, it's a perfect time to kind of have some of these discussions, some of these thinking questions, or even kind of use some of these resources. So I think that, I think there's if you start thinking about it, there's a lot of places you can really plug this in to your day. So, yeah. <laughs> thing like taking attendance, you can take attendance in sort of a fun way by asking them each a question. How um, so? So i I can't always t- I can't take credit for this I that like name attendance questions, but um. Spark Creativity podcast, Betsy Podash, she has a whole list on her website of attendance questions that she asks kids. So just short little responses. One of my favorite shares to do in class after a weekend is share about your weekend in eight words. So it can be a sentence. It can be just, you know, nonsense words strung together, but eight specific words. Um, And so you can get through everybody pretty quickly, but you get a little snippet of everybody's weekend. I love that idea. Nice and nice and quick and fast, but you're building those relationships. So what's some of the results you've seen from this approach? We don't have a ton of time left, but I'd love to hear a little bit about. Um, so I just find it's a really great way, like we're saying, to connect with students. Um, so I can share which are character strengths for me. I can talk about what I notice in other kids of what their strengths are. So I just think that it really helps build that classroom community. Um, One of my favorite moments last year was I looked at this student who was saying, you know, he said this a lot, like, I'm so stupid. I don't get this. I'm so bad at this. And he kind of repeated those things all the time to him. And I always was making him stop and say something nice <laughs> about himself, like, no, I can do this. And then, um, and then make him like kind of move on. And so one time last year, he was saying something along those lines, like, I'm just stupid. And I looked at him and I guess something about the look in my face, he just immediately <laughs> told me, I'm sorry, I know, I'm smart, <laughs> I, can, I can do this, and then um, moved right into it. And so I think, you know, focusing on the fact that these are character strengths that everyone has in some amount is just a different way of phrasing it as opposed to, um, as opposed to saying, like, well, some people are good at this and some people aren't. Uh, It's just about thinking where your are and being able to balance each other out. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that is just a totally different way of thinking about it as these are all traits we're aspiring to and we have them in different amounts versus these are the ones I'm 
necessarily bad at versus good at, or I have it or I don't, you know, we're all growing in all of them. That That's awesome. Yeah. So, and um, the conversations we've had, I mean, I had a kid ask me, you know, just about, I don't remember how prayer came up. It was probably during the week on spirituality, but I'm not sure. I remember that I was making a web about the things that I do that are like, connected and I was asking them to make a similar web in their journal and I added prayer and some kid asked me like what do you pray about and I couldn't (laughs) this was a particularly difficult student so (laughs) I couldn't even think in my mind at the moment I just told him you know I pray for you and it just kind of came out (laughs) like (laughs) and (laughs) he just looked at me like shocked and it's like really it's like yeah actually (laughs) like I do and I wish that I'd been able to almost elaborate on that more with him in the moment but I was so surprised to be asked that question that it totally threw me off but I think that um through this you know you share a lot more about yourself and kids start to just ask you questions And, you know, if you're open about that, I think that can lead to really interesting conversations. Yeah, that, that's such a great encouragement because, you know, there's a lot of programs out there like this. Um, like this one sounds absolutely phenomenal. The Leader in Me is another popular one. I know there's like just kind of a lot of different approaches um, to this topic. People are starting to realize this is important. But I know sometimes when these are implemented, you know, we as teachers, like sometimes we're not so sure what to think or maybe we're a bit resistant to that. So I think this encouragement from you can hopefully be like a really big help. Do you have any other advice for a teacher whose school is implementing a program like this, but they're just not so sure about it? Yeah, Um I would say definitely start with some sort of morning meeting, community building activity. Like start there, start with those relationships and keeping in mind that you're that model for a character, whether you want to be or not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And yeah, kind of, I would kind of think about starting with that and thinking about keeping those five other people matter mindsets in in mind so i'll say those again because i really like them identifying and appreciating the good in others knowing that my words and actions affect others supporting others when they struggle cheering their successes and being present and giving others my attention so i just think i mean if your classroom had all five of those things going on in it. What, what a great place that would be Yeah, to be in a place where people supported others and cheered one another on and knew that they could affect other people. Um, I just think that that's a nice set of expectations to have for kids. 
Yeah, absolutely. So as we're finishing up, I think our encouragement is a couple different ways. So if your school, maybe your school is actually looking for a character education program, this is one definitely to check out. Once again, it's called Positivity Project, uh, kind of abbreviated P2. Um, so we are going to link to on the blog post for this, we're going to link to a whole bunch of resources so you can check it out more. But also, um, if your school, it's designed, I believe, to be implemented school-wide, but I've contacted them and asked them, I said, hey, what should, what can I tell teachers that are interested in this, but, you know, they don't know if their whole school's not doing it, you know, they're just in their own classroom, and they said that there is a place on their website, and we'll link to it, where you can uh, sign up, and it's set up, so you get to try out all the resources for one week, but they said that they're happy to extend that longer, so that you can really get a good feel um, for the program is, and you can really use a whole bunch of the resources, kind of for a more extended period of time, so they're being very generous. Uh, they want you to really uh, see what the program is about. So we'll link to that at the post uh, teachfortheheart.com slash P2. So you can, if you want to try this out, you can try it out free of charge and kind of see, see what it's all about. And if you love it, then you can tell, tell your school more about it. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation and found it helpful. Once again, all of the notes and the links are going to be at teachfortheheart.com slash P2. P2 stands for Positivity Project, the letter P, the number two. We're also going to link to Amy's blog. She writes at charmedbychallenge.com. And so you can check out her website and connect with her there, as well as another post that she wrote about the Positivity Project if you'd like more details. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.